遇见有趣的灵魂，活出真实的自己。大家好，欢迎来到谈心社，让我们一起谈心、谈情、谈音乐。Welcome to Generous Talk, an intercultural conversation on music, health, and lifestyle. Enjoy. 
uh, is really what can we do about this uh, pain management, about dealing with this pain for these infants without loading them up on more medication, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Without doing more invasive things because they've already got all these invasive procedures going on, right? So one thing that's being suggested is music therapy, you know, Um, which already in the U.S., there's um, plenty of music therapists uh, in the NICU. And that's actually a specialization as a music therapist that you can have. You can be a NICU music therapist. Yes. Um, And this study, I believe, is actually in Scandinavia. So in Scandinavia, they're really trying to push music, more music therapy in the NICU. Um, and specifically in this study, they're talking about a, a music therapy method called PIDS. That's P-I-D-S. PIDS. Cute. I like it. Right. <laughs> and that's parent infant directed singing. What does that mean? Which is really. <laughs> so essentially, that's just uh, the parents singing lullabies uh, to their babies, but this whole process of singing the lullaby to the baby is uh, guided by a music therapist. And the idea is that the process of singing to the baby is helping with the pain management, right? For both the Uh, infant and the parents. Exactly, for both the infants. Exactly, exactly. So really kind of the goal here is emotional regulation and and pain management. And like Xingyu said, this is both for the infant and the parents. Um, and also because of that, um, you know, as we'll explore in the study, that being really effective, actually having the parents sing to the babies as far as for emotional regulation and pain management. Then there's also a push then for parents to become more welcome in the NICU as a form of prescribed pain management <laughs> for their infant. Like the parent, is that interesting? The parent can be the prescribed medication. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a non-invasive form of medication. Like, I I think that's that's awesome. Yeah. All right. As medical field moving more towards this holistic view of treating the human being rather than certain disease, that's what we... Yes, exactly. Exactly. This is all happening amidst a big push in NICUs to become more family-centered in their care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also in the world, we're getting more person-centered, more family-centered, and, you know, seeing all these positive effects from that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's been shown through the PIDS method is that in the babies, there's been an increase in dopamine and oxytocin uh, as well as a trigger of the en- endogenous opioid system. And all of these help to decrease pain perception. Um, and this is great because it's non-invasive through uh, the multimodal experience of live singing. Mm-hmm. Now, what I want to uh, stress right there with what I just said is the multimodal aspect of that. Multimodal meaning um, it's affecting more than one sense. Okay, so live singing. So there, there have been studies that have shown that the recorded singing um, is also effective, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the live singing is more effective because not only do you have the the hearing, the sensory perception for the brain of the hearing that's helping with the pain management, but you're also having the the touch, right? 
Um, so the the touch sens- somatosensory uh, being triggered as well for the release of the oxytocin, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. then there's also the there's also the uh, the visual, right? Mm-hmm. The whole visual stimulus, you know, that whole comfort of just knowing, you know, kind of instinctively, mom and dad are there, yeah. right? Especially mom. And so there's also hmm? oh, movement aspect of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Uh, so because of that whole multimodal experience that the infant is having, uh, that's why it's argued and theorized that the live singing is much more effective mm-hmm. just because there's just more being targeted, right? Uh-huh. And um, so you know, the parents can look at um, and sense how the baby respond and then adjust to baby's response, that interaction, they're uh, creating this emotional attunement. I really like that word. Um, exactly. Have that attunement. Um, exactly. To create that interpersonal relatedness and um, encompass a sense of parental empathetic responses. And mm-hmm. that's a part um, when I look at it, because I, I work with a lot of adults um, who are traumatized as a child. And uh, so their relationship, their ability to kind of relate to uh, another person uh, was not able to be established uh, in a healthy way. And when they come to my session, I find a lot of what we do in music therapy is through this music interaction to help them to build or repair this affect, the emotional attunement that they were missing in their early developmental stage. And think like reading this research they're doing on baby. And for me, like kind of making that connection uh, is like amazing. And I think I think the great thing about, you know, singing is that it's something that can be used, you know, before, during, you know, before a procedure, a painful procedure, during a painful procedure, and after, you know, you don't have that risk or the really the side effects that come with um, you know, taking the medications. When you have something invasive going in like a medication, you know, there's usually a certain time that you can take it you know, before or like, or after. And if you miss that mark, then you can't even take it anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of, um, specifically this is just off the wall, but, um, when, a, when the mother like has a child, right. Um, I believe that there, you can only take an, an epidural, as an epidural, <laughs> uh, least so, uh, ep, uh, epidural, like up into like a certain Amount. point. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, you can take a certain amount, and then also there's a cutoff and timing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you have to take it. I don't know the exact. I'm not very familiar with this, um, but there is a they, there is a cutoff time. Mm-hmm. You know, all the, any well. any mothers, yeah. a, any mothers who are uh, listening to this podcast, uh, please please correct me, or doctors who are listening, please correct me. <laughs> Teach me something. Because uh, I'm not very, very familiar with um, the childbirth procedures. <laughs> 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 um, 
but yes, I, I am aware that there's uh, that cutoff, you know. So that's the great thing about the about the singing is that really it can happen at any time during uh, a procedure, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we can really then look at this, look at PIDS, because PIDS was so effective with the infants in this study, um, we can look at how this can really generalize um, beyond the infants, right? And to, like you said, to anyone who's experienced pain, experiencing pain, right? Yeah. I think here we're talking about two type of pain, types of pain that can happen at the same time but it's really hard to differentiate because you need to bring a lot of awareness into it um Mm -hmm. you know i'm talking from my own clinical experience i um, have worked with baby in a hospital who just went through those very challenging um uh, procedure, for example, like brain tumor removal or, or heart correction, heart surgery, um, and physically they are in a lot of pain. Um, and then there's another level, it's this emotional pain of being in an environment that they are not feeling familiar with. Um, they don't feel that ground like grounding, it's not easy for them to feel grounded in the hospital environment with all the machines and beeping and, you know, strangers nearby. Um, and uh, uh, also they lost this normal routine, right? And so there's this psychological pain, emotional pain happening at the t- same time with their physical pain. Um, you know, we talk about developmental um, and, and kids and as well as adults, we need to express and and kind of be in a relationship, interact and share with another person to make sense of our experience, make sense of who we are, where do we belong. Um, and in the hospital environment for uh, with kids who are going through these, they lost this sense of, you know, normality, those uh, uh, developmental uh, environment and, and uh, interaction they need to have. So I see neurotherapies play a double role. You know, we know there are a lot of neuroscience research to figure out the mechanics of how um, physically uh, music can kind of compete with the, the pain perception uh, neural uh, network um, so that it distracts us from the pain physically and then there's this you know we can address the psychological pain at the same time um Mm -hmm. yeah uh and i also worked uh with um adults who went through surgery and then you know they uh then was uh sent they then they were sent to rehabilitation center and you know they were going through a lot of pain during the rehabilitation they uh, have to do like OT, PT, sometimes um, speech language uh, therapy. And and so they have to endure that kind of uh, physical pain, the physical loss uh, of their like function uh, or body part. And at the same time, they experience this sense of grief of loss, what they used to have. Um, that's emotional, psychological pain. Um, mm. And... So for me, is I'm fascinated by how we can address these 
at the same time through like integrating the music, the the interaction, the relationship, all mm -hmm. together. Absolutely, and you know what's um, really interesting is that the when it comes to psychological pain and physical pain, uh, the brain doesn't differentiate between the two. It experiences pain in the same way, you know. So all so whether it's uh, whether the source is psychological or whether the source is physical, the brain just recognizes I'm in pain, <laughs> and so and you have that stress response, and then too much stress. We know too much stress, you know, long, uh, lowers your immune response, and then next right. thing you know, you can you you're at risk for getting sick and all these kinds of things, right? So it's yeah. so pain pain management is absolutely so important, you know, for health. Mm -hmm. There's you know. a lot of research. It does show if someone's um, experiencing more anxiety, uh, it does increase their perceptual pain. So there's mm -hmm. a direct, mm -hmm. you know, uh, contribution of that. Mm -hmm. it, with pain painkiller medication, uh, it does not address the psychological pain at all. Oh, really? Well, I guess. I guess not. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would. It would, it would help you to process your emotions. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Wait, for a second, I was like, "Are you joking?" <laughs> Take a pill. It's like <laughs> a brain fart. I need like five seconds to my brain need five seconds to process. Like, oh wait, duh. <laughs> so you so yes, yes. brain fog. <laughs> like obviously <laughs> yes yes folks i am a i am a music therapist i am slightly intelligent <laughs> on occasion and then on other occasions not so much but i'm doing my best i mean i mean it, it can be like because like in um uh in how in general how uh the world in the world like we treat uh you know mental health issues are mm -hmm. pumping people with those pills so sometimes we do forget oh we, we would have this illusion of like oh taking some pill and uh your emotional uh you know this emotion disorder mood disorder or uh, other kind of uh, like bipolar or depression anxiety will be cured or personality disorder will be cured but the reality is uh, medication only can help with some of the symptoms or you know, uh, help with some chemical balance in your brain, but to really solve the issues of mental health, um, you know, condition is really this, where we talk about, you know, this emotional processing, like if it's a broken relationship from early childhood because of trauma, it's, it's healed from that trauma um, and, and kind of, experience it and reinterpret it and transform it um mm -hmm. a new meaning um mm -hmm. yeah so um, but it, it and freak does, yeah it does give people an illusion that oh maybe I just take a pill i'll be fine but and you know frequently the medications also come with side effects that are that can be even more stressful than the original condition yeah. you know yeah um so you know it's all about looking for you know, looking for non-invasive ways uh, for treatment, right? Um, 
whether that's pain, whether that's the underlying condition itself, you know, always striving for, you know, something that's going to have less or no side effects at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, looking for a way that, you know, behavioral train, behavioral, uh, behavioral, <laughs> behavioral, um, you know, ways to, to solve, uh, certain issues. Right. Um, yeah, all of these things, all of these things. Yeah. Um, like why did we want to talk about pain management is also, you know, in the, the previous literature and cover, we we're talking about, oh, we're going to talk about playing instrument, how playing instrument going to make you smarter. But we decided to kind of jump ahead with a pain management because recently, you know, uh, I'm in Shanghai, China, you know, China just changed the COVID policy, like in a, like turn 180 degree <laughs> direction. Um, so, and I see a huge wave of people getting infected and people like, uh, uh, feeling this, um, you know, extreme, like just pain everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. when they're infected, even like after they, uh, you know, their test negative again, but they still experience those um, COVID symptoms and, and think that's also like a, a double, double pain management. There's this physical part because of the, the fights with the virus uh, in your body, mm-hmm. you know, people experience some physical pain, uh, but also then it's like, okay, questioning, like what is happening? Like why life is become so uncertain, so unpredictable. Why the night before, you know, we we're seeing things go one way and the next day everything just like crashed. Or my plan mm-hmm. the next day even are not stable. Uh and and then you know, do do we isolate or do we go out? And what do we do with people who are decide in a different you know, make a different decision and how do we perceive that if that's mm-hmm. other, like close family or friends. And so like all those stress and emotion pain just make those, um, physical pain, like just mm-hmm. more extreme. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all of these extra external stressors bringing on, you know, this, this stress that's bringing on this pain. Right. Um, you know, there are, um, you know, I don't want people to think that they're, that this isn't already happening. There's already music therapists who are working, you yes. know, in hospitals um, for pain management. When I was a student music therapist, uh, my supervisor, I worked with my supervisor in a children's hospital and I was on the pediatric intensive care unit uh, with her. And uh, one of our main goals was helping through pain management, helping with pain management for all the children who are on the uh, pediatric intensive care unit and also the bone marrow transplant units mm-hmm. um, and helping them, you know, through a lot of it was through singing, having them engage in music and having them engage in singing because why? Um, because the when the brain is processing music and as we know, when engage, when we're engaging in music, it. Um, pretty much lights up our whole brain. Our whole brain is engaged, right? Um, So when your whole brain is engaged in music, it has no room to process pain, right? (laughs) In layman's terms, yes. When your whole brain is engaged in music, like there's there's just no room for pain. (laughs) Exactly. There's no room for pain. (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly. Play more music. <laughs> exactly. Play more music, everyone. Okay. So we're uh, all right. So and, uh and oh, go join, ahead. yeah, and join our Patreon if you want to, you know, learn and receive all the research paper we talk about and also uh, join our future uh, guest interview. You can join you know um online uh live and have a QA with our guest speakers. Yes, we actually we recently just had um uh we just had a, a speaker um an eye surgeon who in an eye surgeon from Japan who is uh now turned into a musician and businessman as well. Um so if you're so curious about <laughs> about how that whole process works, you know, going from the medical field to being an entrepreneur and also musician, um, you might want to check out, you know, some uh, our some of our other podcasts. That's in our uh, music and me, I believe. That's our music and me um, series. Yeah, but that's the kind of things that we're looking at. We're covering. So please, yes, join our Patreon, and you'll find all kinds of interesting guests, and you'll be able to engage in the Q and A, uh, and also request topics as well. So. Without uh, further ado, I think uh, we're about to wrap it up here. So once again, (laughs) play more music. (laughs) 感谢您的收听，我们下一期不见不散。